Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Good morning, brothers and the few sisters who are listening. It's Monday. I hope you had a good weekend. Hope that you got to nourish yourself a little in these strange times. I'm sat here in my apartment, uh, starting to empty a little bit. My um, my days here are running out, as uh, Michelle and I are planning to relocate. And so today is going to be another sitting with archetypes, uh, which is, um, yeah, it's uh, just a reflection of me being quite full right now. Um, big shifts in my life, big shifts, and I'm not going to go into just how huge they are just today, but safe to say that an era of my professional life is ending. And um, as I as I reflect on the podcasts that I recorded in the woods last week, the um, the last one of them I I was speaking to a question that Deborah had asked in the podcast community group around sovereignty and uh, the uh, role of relationship. And I don't know if I'm represented that question entirely correctly, but the 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 way that I interpreted it, it was on something like, can I be sovereign without being in a uh, relationship? Or how does that play into it? How does a relationship play into the question of sovereignty? I think that's the larger conversation. And Dan on the team, on the Reclaiming the Throne team, he came back to me and he had this question that uh, in, in that podcast, I argued that it's very, very challenging to be sovereign without being in a relationship. And I was using the mythical image of the king and the queen as the... Um, as the image of how the world comes together, just like in Tolkien, uh, Lord of the Rings, Arwen and Ar- Aragorn, Aragorn come together, and it's a symbol of the the holding and the healing of the realms, and and that image lives on inside of all of us. It's just a perennial image, not because of Tolkien, but because it's archetypal. But his question was, okay, so if a man is in a relationship and all of a sudden he's single, does it mean that he's not sovereign anymore? Uh, does it mean that if, you, if you're if you gay, uh, you can't be sovereign? If um, any other sorts of permutations on on these um, archetypal themes in a more modern context, if, if, if they can't be reached, you know, these these realms of sovereignty, these experiences of sovereignty 
through these other permutations, these modern permutations? And I thought that was an interesting question. Uh, and it's a challenging question. Because first of all, of course you can be sovereign if you're gay. Of course. Of course you can be sovereign if you're any, any kind of uh, gender... Um, well, the gender conversation, let's not get into that because that's very complex. But, but there is something that I, I was a stand for in Dan Silberberg's inquiry. So is it really, is it really possible that when, when say that, say that, you know, a man is married and, and then he's like a sovereign man, but then he loses his relationship does he overnight cease to be sovereign? Now, I think it's important here to realize that we can speak about sovereignty on different levels. Uh, you could say that sovereignty is simply being a free agent in my own life, uh, unhindered by the, the limitations of taboos and social expectations and my own internal obstacles and barriers and struggles then on some level I have found freedom in that and in that way you could say that I can be sovereign in any kind of um, discipline in life I can be sovereign as a shaman I can be sovereign as a an artist I can be sovereign as a, a as a warrior and so and and so it's it's an interesting conversation given that actually the archetype of the sovereign at, at the same time is a very distinct archetype that's sever, separate from these. So it appears that the question of sovereignty or the, the question of the archetypal king can be addressed at several levels of meaning making. At the deepest level, archetypally, the, the king archetype the archetype of sovereignty is the coming together of all of the other archetypes. So in in a mythical and an archetypal way, there is no whole and blessing king, a good nurturing king, without that king having integrated these other capacities. Back in the days, those capacities were integrated as counselors or generals or artists that were part of the, the royal court, shall we say, and that together they became a field of sovereignty. Though as a more practical contemporary version to conceptualize that as something that happens inside of a man. So there is a magician that lives inside of you. There is a lover that lives inside of you. There is a warrior that lives inside of you. And together they become a king. And it's that king that is in relationship to the queen. Whether that queen is embodied in the form of a man or a woman, there is always some kind of... Someone is always on top, you could say. There, there is an active and there is a receptive pole in every relationship. And that sometimes shifts, but for the most part it's consistent over time. 
what I've experienced in my own life is outside of a context of relationship or inside of a context of a very challenging relationship, it becomes almost impossible to access a real healthy king field in my own personal life. It's possible that I may be able to consolidate a king field in, a, in my professional life while my personal life is in shambles, but but to embody fully the king archetype, it needs to be embodied in my personal life as well. And as a single man, I found that there is a gradual um, transition into more magician realms for me. Because the magician, of course, is an archetype of isolation, introspection, detachment, all of the things that are more prone to, or that are more likely to be qualities that fill my life when I'm single. And so I, I will hold true to, uh, or I will hold the hold to this perspective. That it, that it does become hard or harder to be in a king field or for a woman a queen field without being in a relationship. We will sort of automatically gravitate, to, gravitate towards either of the other three archetypes. <clears throat> so for me, I will typically gravitate towards a magician, but some people will <clears throat> gravitate towards a warrior, just they will bust ass at work, they have no one waiting for them at home. So they just want to try and compensate for that by working fucking hard. Some people may just drown themselves in creative projects, um, art, whatever. Maybe they'll do a lot of plant medicine or whatever to compensate for a certain level of isolation in terms of not being in a relationship. A relationship in its ultimate form is a crucible for the birth and emergence of the king. It becomes a lot harder outside of it. I, I'm not going to say it's impossible because ultimately these outer manifestations of our life are reflections and aspects of an inner reality. But, you know, a lot of people have been speaking lately about this idea of, and I have actually been one of them on several occasions, about how we need to really embrace our inner feminine, that a man needs to embrace his inner feminine, and in that way he finds the queen inside. A lot of the people that talk about this are single. It's an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting reflection for me. To what extent is this just a compensation for my struggle in intimate life? That I'm trying to create a, a sort of a parallel reality where I don't need to be in a relationship. These, these internal archetypes, these internal struggles that we're trying to resolve are best resolved through engaging with them 
in relationship. There's just no question about it. All of these wounds have been created in relationship, primarily to our primary caregivers. And one of the great truths that I've learned, uh, I, I thank my friend Alanya for this, uh, is that these wounds, they need to be resolved in a relationship. The wounds created in a relationship need to be resolved in a relationship. And you can go to as many ayahuasca retreats and as many workshops and as many tantric orgies as you would like. If you don't address a wound that was formed in relationship to a primary caregiver in a healthy, intimate relationship, well, you're just not going to resolve it. It's not going to get resolved. This is why I believe that the king needs the soil of an intimate relationship to become to become uh, an act, fully activated archetype in a healthy way in our lives, because the king is the archetype of wholeness. The archetype of wholeness requires that we integrate all of our exiles, all of the parts that we have disassociated from. And that happens best in a relationship. So I'm not going to say absolutely that it's impossible to be sovereign in the, the archetypal sense. And as I speak, again, this is a very complicated and a very nuanced conversation. And maybe as those of you listening uh, come back with questions and reflections, I will return to this in the future. Um, so this is just me free, free form uh, reflecting on some of these deep, deep, deep archetypal inquiries. And in this particular case, I give you merely my own personal experience. This is nothing that I've read in a book. This is no academic reflection. This is how I work anyway. My epistemology is mainly empirical and not so much rational or in the sense of academic research. It is my knowledge comes from felt lived experience. And I think you can feel that by now. Finally, thank you so much to those of you who have become loyal listeners on this podcast by now. I think it's still a small podcast. I haven't done yet a big marketing push for it. Uh, I, it seems to be about 30 to 40 of you that are loyal every day. And then there are some others that are popping in and out. So if you're really enjoying these, I think, I think this format podcast format is quite unique where I just, I just take you into my life every day and I reflect on something that I have mastery over that, 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 that is useful to you. Why don't you share it with a friend? Uh, why don't you share it with somebody who wants to deepen into these archetypal realms? and understand how these deep depth psychological truths and dynamics are forming our day-to-day -day experience. Because the way that I see the world and the level of projection that is happening right now, as we are faced with a, a process of revelation and shadow, uh, shadow, shadow revelation, it has in my life there hasn't been a moment where understanding these more Jungian lenses have has been more important. 
We live in the time when shadow is being revealed. We live in the time where all of the things that we have not been willing to look at are being revealed. And most people are not able to deal with that. Their circuitry isn't built for revelation. But you are here probably because you either are built for it or you want to be built for it. And that means that you're a leader. That means that you're a leader in a very difficult time in human history. And maybe you have other people who want to be part of that leadership team as well. So I encourage you to share it. Have a great day. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.